feels so good to be back on the air. It's the Get Right Show. Slay. Man, I'm ready to get into this show, man. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. Kane is in the building, nigga. We have taken a long time off, and a long time off, but, but you know, we're back, we're back here in the show, we appreciate y'all tuning in, appreciate the love, uh, this is the Get Right Show, and my name is Jamal Allen, I'm your host, um, you can follow the show on Twitter at Get Right Show, you can look us up there, or you can check out the blog, uh, GetRightShow.com, uh, we got a lot of stuff to get into right about now, and there's some things that are going on around the, around the country that just... <sighs> Some of it's a little bit frustrating. Some of it is a little just just stupid. But I want to dive right into it. Um, first off, I know if he unless you live under a rock somewhere, they got to talk about this Casey Anthony trial. I'm sure everybody tuned in, watched it, or watched some of it. Uh, think you're probably hard pressed to find somebody who didn't tune into it. I made the mistake of tuning into HLN coverage um, because not because I like the people on there like Nancy Grace. And uh, Vinnie Politan and that Jane Velasquez or whatever her name is and Dr. Drew. Um, I can really care less about those guys, but I tuned in because they had the most coverage of the situation. So I thought to myself, what the hell? You know what I mean? Um, so tuning in. But what I did was I got caught up in, in what they were saying more or less than what was the actual Situation basically, when I heard the verdict come down, not I mean, I think she was charged with like seven counts of stuff, uh, four of them she got convicted for, uh, which was all lying to police, um, something like that. So, I mean, in my mind, those don't really matter, uh, being that she, she got time served on them basically. So, but the major ones that really factor in, like the murder, the aggravated child abuse, and stuff like that, all not guilty. I was actually disappointed when the situation came down, when the verdict came in, only because I got sucked into this HLN coverage, which was pretty much like people like Nancy Grace. She was already ready. I mean, it wasn't a matter of if she was guilty or innocent. It was a matter of if it was going to be life in prison or death penalty when it came to her. Now, so I was a little disappointed. But when I pulled out of that and I started looking because I didn't watch the verdict on uh, I didn't watch the verdict on H&M that was a I think I watched it on MSNBC um, but once I started flipping around and thought okay it's other people are covering this you know you see more of the both sides the more guilty until proven innocent um, stance coming from the people that they had on their show I mean obviously if they brought somebody on that said she was guilty or thought she was guilty they would um, sort of uh, they would also have someone on there to compete with that saying you know no 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 the the defense team is making a good case the girl's innocent you know so I just thought that was kind of crazy um, I guess it comes down to now that basically there's no justice for the little two-year-old um, found in a trash bag dumped in the woods in the swamp whatever I guess we'll never know what happens I'm seeing reports right now that she's got deals probably gonna get deals to do movies and stuff like that I basically I don't even really want to know what happened I just want everyone to remember there was a little girl there I mean we can get caught up in in Casey Anthony but there was there's a little girl involved and I also want to go take it to the next further all these people who are actually upset right now 
because they feel justice was not served. At the same time going on at this case, that this case got all this, this spotlight on it, there's another guy. Let me tell you the story. I'm going to break it down for you. Guy sleeping in his bed. And this is all you constitutional rights and, and people who stand up for liberty and the rights and stuff that we have in this country who live and die by the Constitution. Okay. There's a guy who is in his bed sleeping. Uh, has his family there. Next thing you know, he thinks that he hears someone breaking into his house. There was people breaking into his house, right? So he does what I'm assuming what a lot of these gun carrying people all about guns and rights and don't do that, whatever to me. He, he goes and gets his gun and he goes and he shoots the first person he sees. Now, I'll tell you this. This is a black man. Now, do I know if the if race played a role in this? I'm not saying that. I'm just giving you the facts. This is a black man. The person he shot was white. It just so happened that the three people breaking into his house were police officers. Now, they weren't breaking into his house for anything that he had done, anything that they know that they knew that they knew of that he did. They were working on a tip of one of their confidential informants on the street somewhere gave him some type of tip that this was like a drug house or that there was some illegal activity going on in there. Man, so they break in. The result of that is an officer gets shot. The officer was white. I'm just saying. Now, this man ends up in court and he ends up sentenced to the death penalty. All right? Now, this the whole situation is taking place, well, the, the sort of court part of it is taking place sort of in the same time as this whole Casey Anthony trial. Now, this dude is sent to the death penalty. I shouldn't say the case deal, the whole result of the case deal of what I'm about to tell you. Now, if it wasn't for some activists out there, it was an activist group who fought for this man's innocence and ended up getting him, getting him off. Had they not done that? Without no fanfare at all, without no protest in, a, in front of a courthouse, without none of that, this man would be sitting on death row right now. The state would take his life for laying in his bed, hearing someone breaking in, getting up and shooting a guy. Who knew he was a police officer? Why are you breaking into my house? You know what I mean? So, for all these people who, who think that justice has not been done in the Casey Anthony trial, then... You should be equally upset at, at everywhere, anywhere this this type of what you consider injustice is not taking place. You know what I mean? I mean, I know it's, yeah, I mean, I don't understand why that doesn't make TV. You know, I don't understand why there's not channel after channel devoted to, let's put court, let's put cameras in that courtroom. But the, the, the verdict itself, uh, not guilty on all those deals. I thought, to be honest with you, it should have been at least uh, aggravated child abuse. And here's why. A lot of people say, well, the facts didn't, the facts didn't add up and or the circumstance in case, the circumstantial case, um, uh, the prosecution didn't really prove its case. Here's my thing. And, and, and you cannot poke holes in this because this was the defense's argument. They argue, well, they told you that this little girl died in a swimming pool by accident. They brought a witness on, his mistress, the, the, the father's witness, to say, hey, he told me it snowballed out of control, blah, blah, blah. Let me ask this. If today, now after this verdict, this is what, this is what I know, this is now what I'm, I'm left to think as a person, we should all think. That you, it is okay for you to have a child and in your child's care, that child can die. And the result of that, you or anybody else can wrap this child up, put it in a trunk, 
because it, there there was evidence of that little girl in that trunk. Unless any other uh, the, the the women in the Kaylee Anthony family and the Casey Anthony family is dead, you can put that little child in the trunk, and we so we know that much, and then we know where we found her at. So whether they put her in the trunk, somebody took her out of the trunk, or whether they didn't even put her in the trunk, somebody else put her in the trunk. The fact is, you had a little girl that died in your care. And you did nothing about it. In fact, you just carried on life. And in my mind, that is child abuse. I think the child abuse can be applied before or after death. If you are abusing a body, a little child, whether they're alive or dead, that is child abuse. And that's the, that's the only part where I know that I'm absolutely certain that this jury got it wrong. Because that, if, if this is not child abuse... Not knowing, not telling everybody you don't know where your kid is, but in fact, you knew where your kid is. I'm not even talking about the lie, telling people that you didn't know. Your little girl died on your watch. And you couldn't even, you couldn't even call anyone and at least try to resuscitate her. You couldn't do anything like that. In my mind, that's neglect and that's child abuse. You know, when you, okay, let's say you found her dead. Okay. Well, then give the, give the girl a proper burial. You know, you love her. You got the little collage of pictures in your room and stuff of her. You love her, you know, so... Do something about that. The fact that that was never done, then that makes me that that tells me that it was at least aggravated child abuse. So, however you want to state that, that's the fact. Now, that's all I'm gonna say about this case because I know everybody's been consumed with it, and everybody still well, shouldn't say everybody. HLN is still consumed with this deal. Uh, they're probably gonna watch her um, until I don't know, maybe for the next 20, 30 years. I said the girl can't live in Florida, can't go back. She'll never be able to live a normal life. She's got to go somewhere else, you know? And I think she's probably going to have her. It's going to be like OJ all over again, you know? OJ was found not guilty, but for the rest of his life, he's still in prison, but for as long as he was out, OJ was the one who killed his wife and, and the friend and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be the same thing with her. She's, I mean, it's probably almost worse because now she's got to come out here and deal with the, deal with the, the whole... I don't know, angry mob of people that's going to follow her forever. But if she gets into the, the book deals and sign and stuff, she starts prof profiting off of this. Uh, like the, the the first juror that came out on ABC. I mean, you know they got some money to do the interview. Come on. If they if this becomes into a profit fest, it's just it's sad, really. It's sad. But again, I, let me, I'm going to back off of that right now because I don't really want to, I don't really want to get in all that. Uh, real quick, want to touch on another current before I jump into my politics deal. I wanna, I wanna say sorry to the Stone family. Uh, this show was originally in Dallas, and uh, while we were out there, I mean, we stayed there for a while. Uh, I, I, first of all, let me make it clear: I'm a Yankees fan, true and true, New York Yankees till I die. But because I was in the city, I was. Uh, uh, I mean, all of us we were big. Uh, Rangers fan, we used to go out to the ballpark in Arlington. We used to go out there and enjoy that stuff. Um, so it's really sad to see them having to deal with that tragedy where that fan falling out of the, the stands, uh, falling pretty much to his death. I mean, I know they got to him and he was okay. And well, he wasn't okay, but I mean, he was still alive and, and stuff like that. But later on, died uh, on the way to the hospital. Um, but that, I mean, that's just a sad, sad deal. People take their family to a game just to enjoy it. Josh Hamilton with his troubles. Um, his addiction, his problem, his addicted, uh, or his past being addicted to drugs and stuff like that, and having to overcome that. This is just another devastating thing that's happened to him. Um, really sad for that organization and stuff like that. I mean, to almost feel guilty of basically killing someone. Because if, if, if you haven't heard, um, Josh Hamilton, which is 
one of the, the Rangers superstar. Um, he says he normally doesn't even respond to fans in the in the crowd when they ask for foul balls. Um, um, so this particular opportunity, one came to him, and uh, he he said he threw it over to the to the ball boy and the people who collect the foul balls and stuff like that. Uh, when that happened. One, he heard somebody in the stand say, hey, Josh, how about the next one? Um, so he turned around. Uh, Mr. Stone was the first person he saw there with his son. Uh, so he just kind of tipped, nodded to him, said, okay. Next one came. Um, he got the ball, threw it over, tossed it over in his direction. The guy reached out over the rail and trying to get the ball. He, got, he secured the ball, but that the result of that leaning over the rail, I mean, he just fell basically, I think, last probably like 20 feet down to his skull or to his death and fried, like messed up his head and all this. I mean, it was pretty bad. So again, uh, shout out to the Rangers organization. Sorry, I got to deal with that. I know that city is probably just devastated because I mean that's a tough thing to do. Um, and also there was another thing as I'm as I'm on the state of Texas, crazy thing that I heard right now. Now ask yourself about this. Have have you ever heard of the state just giving you a baby? Now. <laughs> I thought this was one of the craziest things I heard recently. In the state of Texas, more importantly, Houston, there is a man, they just passed a law saying that paternity tests can now clear someone's name as far as child support. So if you owe, before, if you owe child support, no, I shouldn't say before, as it stands right now, before that law was passed, if you owe child support and then it later comes out whenever that the baby was not yours, you still had to pay child support. Now, the law was just passed now, and uh, now that's changed. If you owe child support then and the baby's not yours, then that, like, say, for instance, if some girl told me right now, hey, this baby's yours. Okay. Then we take a DNA test and it proves it isn't mine. Then that takes me off the hook. Apparently, in Houston, because this law was passed, because this law was passed, the the state's position is that they're not looking backwards. They are looking forwards. So there's a guy in Houston. His name is Ray Thomas. Um, he's on the hook right now for fifty fifty thousand dollars. At least no, it's I think it's I believe it's higher than that. At least fifty thousand dollars that he owes. He's taken a test. He and the, the, the kid in question, she's old, I mean she's I think believe she's a teenager now. Um, they together paid for over four hundred dollars. I think it was like four fifty to get a DNA test. DNA comes back, there is zero percent chance that this man is the father. Zero percent chance. Over about thirteen thousand dollars of that fifty eight plus thousand dollars is interest. But they have come out and said, you still owe it. Basically, this is your kid as far as we're concerned, and you owe this money. So they're taking it out of his check. They're garnishing, taking it out of income tax, taking it, I mean, uh, taking it out of his check. And he can't do anything about it because their stance is we are looking forward, not backwards. So anything happened before uh, before this law, sorry for you. Anything after and ap- or afterwards, okay, we can work with you. I just thought that was the craziest thing. So basically, down in it, depending on what what day this was passed, the state can either hand you a baby or it could take one away from you. So I just thought that was the craziest thing, man. I'm like, really? I know you know he down there. He just he just he he's contacting the news. Everybody, anybody who would listen, this man is saying, hey, so sorry, Mr. Thompson. 
Uh, down there in Houston, man, it must be. <laughs> I feel for you, man. I just thought that. I mean, and for all these people who are all about the government, like too much government and this and that. Where are they at, man? Where are they at to tell them, hey, this is too much government? You know, you hear that argument all the time from the right. Where there's just too much government. Government is too much, too much. Okay, well, why don't y'all go in Houston and tell them, look, y'all overreaching. You know what I mean? Maybe they're okay with it. I don't know. But um, there's some things I want to get into. I'm going I'm to I'm take a break real quick. Uh, when we come back, we're going to we get into some politics. Uh, got some crazy things going on with the debt ceiling. Um craziness from both sides mainly the republicans though uh, we'll jump into that um as soon as we get back this is the get right show all right all right all right welcome back welcome back um, time to get into some of this little politics stuff. Um, we got <laughs> this whole debt ceiling deal is getting ridiculous because if you talk to, I mean, these politicians really like to, I, it kills me when I hear them talk about like the American people and what the American people want, what the American people want. If you listen to the American people, blah, blah, blah. If you listen to the American people, they are not talking about the national debt. They are not. They are talking about jobs. J-O-B, like that movie Friday. Word of the day is job. J-O-B. They are not talking about the debt ceiling, but yet if you tune into any type of news show, they, I mean, you, you would be you would believe that the national debt is, is, is the deal. Now, mind you, the national debt is what we owe. It goes up. They put that. They put that number on the screen all the time. I think it was at fourteen trillion. So, I mean, that how fast that number goes is amazing to me. Um, I mean, we spend money like just like that. But anyway, Democrats. It's time for it's time for President Obama to do something about the national debt. More important. More. I guess what they're focusing on is the debt limit. If we get to a certain number, as much as if we get to a certain number and we don't increase that, then we default on on all our payments and what we owe and stuff like that. If that happens, that will, of course, be a tragedy because we owe money. We owe a lot of money. A lot of the money that we spend, we borrow. Um, so the Republicans who raise the debt, and we're, we're going to get into this right now. The Republicans who, who raised the debt limit under President Bush 19 times never once put up a fight like this before. We, if we even raise the debt, we have to look about how we're going to get this spending under control. This is coming from the Republican side. Before we raise the debt, we got to figure out a way to get this spending under control. Or, or less, I will not vote to raise the debt limit. 19 times under Bush... They did it no no problem no problem now I'm gonna I'm, let me let me let me give my numbers here um, I'm gonna give you an idea of sort of what we're what we're working with now the GOP leadership which includes um, the Speaker Boehner who's um, Speaker of the House right now Senator McConnell who's in there too uh, he's he's this is if you take up the GOP leadership right now, I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you the numbers on what they've done in the past under President Bush. In 2002, the GOP leadership voted. They the 
debt ceiling came up, you know, hey, we got to raise this deal because, you know, we, we, we owe money. We got we to gotta give us a little more cushion. 2002, the GOP leadership voted $450 billion increase. $450 billion increase. And never once did you hear about we got to figure out a way to get this spending under control. That was 2002. 2003 came up again. How much? year before? $450 billion increase. 2003 comes around. We need to do it again. How much can we do it? $900 billion increase. 2003. $900 billion increase. 2004 comes around. This is just a couple votes here. 2004 comes around. You know how much they lifted it by? $800 billion. $800 billion increase. GOP leadership. Every every last one of the leadership right now who's ta- taking this hard-nosed stand, you know, we got to get this spending under control before we do this. 2004, $800 billion. 2006 comes around. This is two years later. We got to do it again. How much do they do? $781 billion increase. $781 billion increase. 2007, very next year, comes around. How much are we going to do it? $850 billion. And that, now, now, now let me go back. 2003 was the same year that uh, George Bush initiated his tax, his whole tax. You know, the, have you heard the Bush tax cuts? Cost three at the time it was about three hundred and fifty, three hundred and eighty billion dollars on top of between that the nine hundred, eight hundred billion dollar increases. All right. Now that's a total with it. Take the bush cuts out of that, that's a total of four trillion dollars that we're talking about. That we that, that and that was only five votes. It was only five votes, people. And we went up four trillion dollars. Now, this is the same party telling you right now that this is absolutely unacceptable. We got to get our spending in. We got to get our spending in line. The American people want the, the American people probably wanted it back then, too. But you really didn't care, right? So were you not listening to us then? Not listening to us now? What? What's the deal? You know what I mean? It's amazing to me, and it, and it never it amazes me how we keep voting the same people in. You know, now listen to me, people. Listen to me. Wherever you live at, take the, on whatever level, on whatever, whether it's city, state, federal, whatever level, you, you even if it's your, your local student council, if you have an issue in your life, right, and you, you, you get a candidate who tells you this is my main focus, right, you elect that, you elect that person, and then the next time around, when it's time to vote, and they, they're back in your face asking for, for, for your vote, and you that problem still exists you probably won't want to you probably don't want to vote for that person again and what i mean by this is this is i get a lot of slack for this because voting voting has always been an issue with me people look at me and tell me oh you're not american how how can you how can you even be out on the issues and stuff like that you know you got to vote for somebody blah 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 i believe differently you don't have to vote for someone we have a two party system in this deal when it comes to democrats and republicans yeah you can go independent but when was the last time an independent won anything all right you got people who run on you take a party platform and then when they get there they turn independent but it's very hard for people to people do it for political reasons, like the the, the lady up there in Alaska, not Sarah Palin, the Senator Malaska or whatever her name is. I, I cannot pronounce her name to save my life. 
she lost her lost her bid uh, nomination deal as a Republican, so she switched it up, you know, so she can win. She ended up winning. Um, but here's my thing about voting. When people tell me they, they listen to the American people and this and this and blah, 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 maybe it's just me, but this is typically how my life goes. I, I get up, I go to work, deal with the issues, come back. I never I never put together, I never made the connection. I would go to the doctor, whatever the doctor told me to pay, man, I just think in my mind, or I may even say a comment, I may even say make a comment, man, this is this is high, or something like that. You just think, oh, it's too expensive, blah, 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 you still need to help, okay, you pay for it, you just grit it, grit your teeth, okay, ugh, there you go. I could have used that money somewhere else, but okay, you do your thing now, okay, whenever you, when you go to school, pay taxes, whatever it is, I just, man, this is high, oh, I don't think I want that, oh, I can, I can afford that now that's just how i live my life never no no i mean people talk about get government out of my life i just think it's it's part of living here you know when you when i buy something at the store i gotta pay taxes i mean got to i mean that's just you grow you i've always done it now when it comes to politicians this is typically how it goes i go through life like i said i've driven to work a thousand fifty thousand times a year you know all of a sudden come that campaign season that time that time of the year start seeing these random signs pop up i'm so and so i'm your next mayor vote for me i really love the city okay i'm so and so i'm this i'm this i'm the i'm your, I'm your next judge Okay, hey, I'm your next senator. I'm your next governor. Please vote for me. I care about you. I've always cared about you, and I've fought for you. And my first thought is, who the hell are you? I don't know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Just a brief time. When all that comes about, they, they, they solicit your, your vote. Hey, we, we need you. Come on. I'll fight for you. I'll do all this. And then once voting season is over, you never hear from that person again. Never. Where'd he go? Then come that time again, same thing. So TV started getting flooded with a hey vote for me because of this and this my opponent here blah 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 they only give you certain choice okay this is here's the, here's the funny thing I guarantee you take the politic process out of it just hold a poll with the American vote or with the American people and just just sit them up just do a map you know how you get your 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 tax your income tax deal or how you get the the census deal you know every now and then we get the census every 10 years i believe it is do the same thing with a poll send a poll out just blank who do you want to be president and just not even a poll just just fill in a blank who do you want to be president? I guarantee you it would not be a politician. Guarantee you. It wouldn't be probably be probably be somebody in the music world. You know what I mean? I'm thinking like, I mean, I know he's dead, but maybe like Elvis, somebody, somebody really for Lady Gaga maybe can make it may come in third. You know what I mean? It's just do they really listen to the American people? They only get the votes. Because that's what we are limited to. You know what I mean? Okay, who's the like like just past John McCain and Barack Obama? You gotta vote. You got to go. I, as an American, my duty would be go vote. Here's your options. I don't want you to tell me much. And that and that's sort of what my feeling on the whole vote deal. All right. Now, I mean, I, I understand better. It's 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 people call it a patriotic thing to do. People just call it, you know, just doing your duty as American. OK, I get that. But these politicians say whatever they want just to get in. All right. They if 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 term limits would be really we got term limits on the president. They only run eight years total, you know, two separate terms. Why can't we do that for the Senate? Why can't we do that for the House of Representatives? These people like like say, for instance, immigration. I'm going to just throw a topic out there. Immigration. Immigration is an issue 
in this country right now because laws are not being enforced. People are basically just overlooking. People are calling for tough new laws, blah, 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 blah. It would just be really good if the government would enforce their current laws, you know, but that's besides the point. But immigration is an issue right now in this country. I can pull up a YouTube video, I can look on TV or whatever, and you can see, I'm just going to pull a name out, John McCain, just because I know he's recent, he's been in... John McCain had... Is that you can pull up a video right now in 2011 of, of John McCain addressing an immigration issue on the floor. Now, if I can go back in time, unless you, it's mind you, it's 2011. If I can go back in anywhere in 1990 blank and pull up a video of that same senator talking about that same issue, you do not need to be reelected. I don't care how much you like the guy. I don't care how much you think you, you, you can identify with the guy. The guy is not solving issues. There are issues with this country. We elect you guys to deal with them. And if you are now, 2011, in 1990, anything dealing with this same issue, that's like Barack Obama on health care. Barack Obama, just, we can, his is more recent. He just passed a health care. A health care law. He just got that. that in, in fact, some people say that is the, that is the signature of his presidency, his health care deal, because so many people talked about doing something in the past and they never did it. Barack Obama did it. Why is health care still part of the national discussion? If you, Now, don't get me wrong, because here's my stance on health care. Barack Obama got the health care thing passed. Now, Republicans will have you believe that that is just the end-all of end-all. That, 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 oh my God, this thing is going to devastate our country when it's fully enacted. And it is right now, currently. I think to myself, you guys are lawmakers, right? When we elect you to office, your job is to deal with the nation's problems. You know, just try to work it out. You know, you guys have different beliefs. That's why you have a couple parties. Democrat Republican I don't agree in limiting limiting it to the two but okay that's what works no I shouldn't say that's what that's what we have but we send you there you guys are supposed to deal with them and you don't you do not do it for whatever reason you 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 kick the fa I think the the term the the saying right about now is kick the can down the road you just kick the can down the road let somebody else deal with it Barack Obama now if they think it's the end, end, all, end all, that this is just going to devocate, then that you basically essentially told me that your job is useless, that you are useless, you are irrelevant, you, do, you, you mean nothing to the United States of America being part of Congress. Because if this health care is going to do this much damage and you are an elected official, you need to resign immediately because I believe that nothing is set in stone. You see what I'm saying? Don't don't have them believe. Don't buy into this rhetoric that like something like healthcare is just 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 so bad for us. Because if you believe that, then you don't believe in your senator, which means or your 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 whatever congressman you have, you don't you 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 don't believe in them. Because just like everything else in this country, when it comes to laws and enacting stuff, it's an ongoing thing. How, in, on one hand, you tell me that this healthcare thing is a is the worst thing ever, and then you turn around and later on in your speech tell me, well, we're going, to, we want to keep the things that work in it. 
and then we'll get rid of the stuff that don't. Or they say something, remember the whole repeal and replace deal? Why would you repeal something? And then when you replace it with something else, why would that still have part of the same deals that you just repealed? Does that make any sense? That's like me telling you, hey, that's like me giving you $10, and then I come back and tell you, you know what, I got I got to repeal and replace. So give me back the whole $10, and then I'll probably give you five of it. And then I'll figure out the rest. It's like... Why would you take all of it just to give me something back of the same thing? It doesn't make sense. You see what I'm saying? But anyway, it is an ongoing situation. And it is the, the it is these people's got these. I'm calling them politicians to be nice. It is these politicians job to do the job. Like, for instance, this this one really killed me. As an American, you go to work every day. Uh, if you if you're blessed to have a job, you go to work every day, and even if you even if you you've worked before and now you're not working, you know how it works. You go to work, you do your job, and then you go home, right? You may some people may hey I may hang out in the bathroom a little bit longer than you should have, or whatever. But anyway, we don't have the we don't have the opportunity to tell our bosses, you know what? I've been here two hours, you know, of my eight hour shift. I'm so tired. I, I I just can't I just can't deal with the other stuff that you want me to deal with right now, because I've I just done the stuff you just told me that I had to do first, and that's just really tired me. That just tired me out. Can you imagine this scenario, boss? Like, uh, I'm sorry. I've I've worked two hours already. What we just did was just really hard. I know I got this stuff sitting up sitting right here. I just can't do it. We don't have that option as Americans, right? So tell me, how is it that a re- that a politician can come out and say, you know, we've just spent a year on health care. It's impossible for us to take up immigration right now. We're just so tired. This health care thing took a lot out of us. I'm thinking to myself, I'm yelling at the TV. You stupid, ignorant, dumbass. Your job is to, to, to work with these issues. It doesn't if you you're the one who ran the campaign and wanted to get elected. These are the issues that are facing our country. Do not tell me when and where you are going to deal with them. The problem persists now. You deal with that now. They criticize Obama all the time like what he spent a year on health care. Really? Really? He can't multitask? He's is is he not the same Barack Obama who was sitting at a at a at a White House dinner laughing and joking making fun of Donald Trump at the same time he put in the order to kill Bin Laden? He can't multitask, really, people. Come on now, this this is what this this and then they tell you they tell you things like, well, you know, this is Washington, you know, you, you, there's politics. You gotta play by everybody does politics, so you gotta. It's just politics just getting into the politics of the matter we all know what's right to do it's just politics why the hell are there politics there there are politics in washington these little political games that are played because these people allow them to next person you see tell you it's a washington that you know they're going to politicize this you know that's how it works i just want to see the next question from an interview well why don't you be the lead in stopping that why do you participate in it you know, why don't you be the bigger person and stand up and say no? You know? Like Barack Obama, you okay, you killed Bin Laden, right? I don't want to see no TV ad telling me how you're strong on national security because you can go out and get Bin Laden. That was your job. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, I mean, people with this nation, I was watching, you know what? I was watching a baseball game. I was watching the Phillies play the night, um, the night the, the news spread about Bin Laden. 
Then I'm watching the game, and the announcer starts saying, you know, it's something weird going on because everyone's got their phone pulled out, and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, there was this random chant of USA, right? I didn't see no TV. I'm watching a game. And then the announcer got word that I'm just, it took us a while to confirm this, but the the President Barack Obama is going to make a a news conference or this little speech deal announcing that he's captured and killed bin Laden. That's how I expect news to be passed around around here. We don't need, but I don't need political ads and stuff like that. Now, I've it's it's our first show back. I've gotten way way. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's it's like I've been waiting to talk to y'all for a while. So let me try to bring this back under control. The going back to the debt to the debt ceiling. Nineteen times they lifted it. No problem. Now we got an issue. Now we got an issue with the situation. Democrats are accusing Republicans of playing, quote, chicken with the American people. Um, I don't feel that. Uh, I'm sure the American people, just like me, this is what I believe of America. We are working people. We are doers. You know, tell us what we got to do. We may hate it. We going to do it. You know, we, we get by. We make it. You know what I mean? We That's just the way we are. We, we look at challenges and we try to get there. It's like... That's what we do. So if they want to play games, let them play their games. Just remember this kind of stuff for Republicans, Democrats, whoever you vote for. Just remember this kind of stuff next 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 election cycle. You know, these guys sit around in office. They've been there for years and years and years and years. Like I said about if I can pull a video in, in, in early 2000, late 90s, early 90s. Of you talking about an issue and you are still talking about that issue, where I come from, we call that ineffective. You are an ineffective representative and you no longer need to be there. All right. This goes both sides. Now, will the debt ceiling get increased? I believe so. I believe they're not going to really. Then they're not, it's not going to not happen. Now, whether whatever type of deal they work out, um, whether Barack Obama gets his tax his tax hikes in, he wants to raise taxes on us, which at this point, I mean, really, I mean, we can't really complain about having our taxes raised because we're looking at the lowest taxes in a long time, you know? Everyone talks about, like, going back to Clinton and stuff like that. Our taxes were higher under Clinton, and we had money. This is what I don't understand, that politicians, Republicans... Conservatives, whoever you are, can't really deem, can't really get into their head, right? Under President Clinton, we had taxes raised. The government had money. We had jobs. Bush comes in and enacts this little deal. I'm sure, like I said, everyone's heard Bush tax cuts. And all of a sudden, we don't have any money. Barack Obama comes in. He says he wants to raise taxes. Oh, my God. That is the worst thing ever. You cannot raise that tell you on an economy like this. It's like, really? Try anything right about now. I don't understand. They basically tell you this is this is the argument they're making. Now, now put this into your life. We need to cut taxes in order to take care of our physical crisis. Translation to Americans. You have bills that you need to pay. Maybe you have a credit card. Maybe you have something. I mean, you got a card note. Something. You know what I mean? It's a, you have bills to pay. They are telling you that the way you pay your bills, the way you take care of that enormous amount of that enormous amount of debt that you have, is to cut your income. 
that's the only way that you will be able to get your physical house under control is to cut your income. That is the argument they are making. And for the life of me, I cannot understand how they seem to get away with that. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's like, how do you tell somebody that? And they're like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. If I just cut, if I just cut ta- taxes, that's, that's essentially what they're talking about. When the government cuts taxes, it is cutting its revenue. The government makes money by taxes. When you go and you buy a little piece of gum, you pay a percentage of tax on that. That goes to the government. That is how our government functions. Everyone thinks, well, the Fed can just print money. Eh, it doesn't work like that. The dollar would collapse if that happens. The taxes is how the government makes money money if they if the government has bills and your argument is just reduce the taxes how do you expect them to pay for it i'm not i'm i'm not getting it now, and and john Boehner, the leader of the republicans is just mind boggling let, let 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 me let me touch on this guy uh, why wouldn't we work together uh, to make it clear that all current tax rates uh, will be extended for the next 2 years what what that will do is help small businesses who have no clue what the coming tax rates are going to be, uh, gives them some certainty. And if we're able to do this uh, together, I think we'll show the American people that we understand what's going on in the country and uh, we'll be able to get our economy moving again and get jobs growing in America. Now, of course, what he was talking about there was the Bush tax cuts, uh, which I call now the Obama tax cuts, um, because, I mean, he continued them. Um but basically, back then, the reason why people weren't hiring and stuff like that is because they didn't know the Republicans will have you believe because they didn't know if the if the if the tax cuts were going to be extended or not. They didn't know what their taxes were going to be, and so we need to give them give them security because at the time, um, um, Barack Obama, the President Obama, only wanted it. But remember the whole argument over two hundred fifty thousand people making two hundred fifty thousand or more pay more people who pay less or people who make less he didn't want it to change he wanted to keep it for for those people um but republicans argument john banner was everybody everybody needs these tax cuts to stay in place um this will of course help people this this will of course help uh the people who who uh make the jobs this will help them hire right this will this will let them continue to hire people because all the uncertainty will be taken out and they would know what's going on in this this was this was sort of when they were arguing this when of course Barack Obama was against that right but here's the thing the books the Bush tax cuts it it came about that they stayed in place. I think one of the, the, the there was a trade off. The the people making more than that got to keep their tax cuts, and the trade off was Barack Obama got his extension of unemployment benefits. So they compromised. Obama got hammered on it, which he tends to give up too much too soon. Just hey, this is what I, he just announced it. How do you negotiate? He's the worst negotiator ever. Um, but and and to the Republicans' credit, they tell you what they want and they stick with it. They are unified. They they stick with it. Um, but this was the argument going into the jobs. Because remember when the 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 when John Boehner came became speaker and all that. When when this tide of Republicans just rolled in, uh, the whole thing was jobs, 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 jobs. We we where are the jobs? Where are the jobs? Where are the jobs? Which was kind of crazy because in that same argument. They would tell you, I mean, it's weird. They would tell you that the government does not create jobs. The government has to get out of the way so that the private sector can 
can create jobs. All the while they're hammering Obama, where are the jobs, where are the jobs, where are the jobs? I could never equate the two, but okay. So when the Republicans came in and John Boehner got the speakership and all that, okay, the plant, the whole argument again was the Bush tax cuts. Well, the Bush tax cuts, as we all know, got extended. But this was the issue that they made that said this is why jobs are not hiring. These are why employers are not hiring because of the Bush tax cuts. The Bush tax, the argument was that they would grow the economy and everything would be fine and dandy. Here was my argument to there at the time. How in the world, and, and re, the Republican base and everybody just bought, just sucked this up, just, just it's like they live in a vacuum, just, just sucked it all up, right? They became the top, and the Bush tax cuts everywhere, blah, 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 blah. The evidence that we had that the Bush tax cuts does not grow the economy and does not inspire businesses to hire was the fact that the argument was to continue the Bush tax cuts. All the while, the economy was growing somewhat slowly, right? Right, right. Now, to 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 the Bush tax cuts credit, Obama with this how he ha- he likes to tout that he's gotten this economy back on track slowly but surely. The Bush tax cuts play a role in those. We we have to we have to acknowledge that because he did that all the while that they were they were enacted. But the argument was that the Bush tax cuts would would help, right? We have to keep it like this because we can't just raise taxes on anyone. Well, okay, finally they got it, blah, blah, blah. Now, the Bush tax cuts that are now in place are the same Bush tax cuts that the Republicans fought for the wealthy. This is why I bring it up. That the Republicans fought to give to the wealthy so that they can hire again. The, the Bush tax cuts, now, now the Bush slash Obama tax cuts, are currently in place that the Republicans fought for to give to these businesses. And now these businesses are still, in their mind, again, jobs, 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 are still not hiring at a rate that they would, everyone thinks they should be. Well, why is that? When you ask the Republicans who basically got what they want, do it their way. To give these people these tax breaks and they didn't do what they promised to do, now it's not the tax cuts. Now it's the uncertainty that Barack Obama is in play, is in is sort of inflicting in the lives of these corporate whatever you want, these CEOs and stuff like that. Here's my argument against that. This uncertainty aspect that the Republicans are nailing the White House on is just crazy to say the least. Case in point, how in the world can uncertainty affect, let's just say I'm a random person because we all know him, N- name recognition, Bill Gates. Bill Gates doesn't know what's going to happen in America, right? He doesn't know what's going to happen. The, 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 everything coming out of the White House just creates uncertainty. I'm taking the, the Republicans' uh, stance on this. It's, it, it creates so much uncertainty. If I'm if I'm Bill Gates, I'm sitting back, you know, and I know he's everyone said he's not the guy who's doing the day to day deal for Microsoft, blah blah. blah. Just go with me on this. I'm sitting back in my office. I'm Bill Gates. And I'm thinking, man, you know, I, I want to open up a plan over here, but 
who knows what's going to happen in Washington, you know, maybe I need to close this plan over here because, uh, who knows what's going to happen in Washington. Newsflash, people, these corporations are not going to leave America. America has become a nation of consumers. We consume stuff. That's what we do. Everything you have, pick up something right now in your house. You know, take the shirt off your back right now and turn around and see where it was made from. Made in China, probably. We consume stuff. So this notion that corporations are just so uncertain and that's not why they're hiring when your argument before was that the Bush tax cuts now slash Obama tax cuts would make them do that. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's absurd. Because what you said would work is, is, is still in place, has been in place. Mind you, this started under Bush and it's now played out in Obama's administration. And they haven't done what you said. So basically this whole idea is give the people at the top a break because they're the job creators. They're the job creators. When they need your arguments, where are the jobs? You didn't you just tell me if I gave them if I give them if I'm Obama, I'm I'm tripping out. You just told me if I give them this tax break, the uncertainty will be cleared up. Now you're still talking absurd uh, uncertainty, and now you're still talking where are the jobs? After we did what you said, and then you hammer Obama for not taking Republican ideas. How about that one? Point that one out. I took you. I took your word on it, and it didn't happen. But they don't tell you that. You know, that, that's just that's the politics of the situation. Uh, whatever. Now, if you remember right again. Republicans came in. They you got a you got you got a Democrat controlled uh, House. You got a Democrat controlled Senate, and you have a Democrat in the White House. How in the world can I, can a GOP uh, conservative us uh, Republicans do anything? You know, vote for me. We got jobs. I'm all about the American people. I want to get the jobs back. If you remember right, this was John Boehner again when he when again the Republicans know what to do. Whatever happened to this talk? Then we find out today that our proposal uh, will create 6.2 million jobs over the next two years. About twice as many as the underlying bill and at about half the cost. Remember at the end of the day, this bill that we're going to pass is not being paid for by, by taxpayers today. It's going to be paid for by our kids, our grandkids and their kids. And we have to be cognizant of the debt that we're putting on them. And so I would urge my colleagues uh, to support the Republican substitute, re support a bill that will create 6.2 million jobs, twice as many as the underlying bill, at about half the cost. And I yield back to balance. First of all, let me make a quick comment on his kids and grandkids. Too. I'm so sick of hearing that. I would please wish that that would be taken out of the, the, the politicians' vocabulary. There's kids and grandkids. I'm so sick of hearing that. Let me put it to you like that. Let me paint a picture. Years before they would ever be able to use it, I mean, people built places like the Hoover Dam, you know? And and, and that's why I like the, the ad that, that, that MSNBC is going to, that sort of ad campaign they have going on where they have Rachel Meadow and Ed Schultz and uh, Lawrence... Uh, I forget his name. Uh, those guys out there just putting stuff in perspective. When, 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 like Rachel Meadow said in one of our commercials on the, like the Hoover Dam, when they built that stuff, that wasn't really primarily for their use. They, I mean, they did, they didn't get to marvel, let the wow go there and look at it. They were building it. That was for us. So the like she she breaks off saying like, what what about like what are we doing for like our our next. 
if they put they 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 took on that challenge and it cost a lot of money and of course along the line you know other people paid for it basically i would gladly pay for something if it's the right thing to do you know i would raise my kid if i had kids i would raise my kid to 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 think the same way you know what i mean i have no problem with that i have no problem with that we do that in our everyday lives we do that in our let me put it to you like this. The, the, the New York Yankees built a brand new stadium. Brand new stadium. It paid it, 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 a lot billion. It was in the I think over a billion dollars, okay? That has to be that cost has to be paid to construct. Now what happens over time? People like me, people like everyone else, the New Yorkers, they pay those high-ass prices to go over there to enjoy what they would enjoy otherwise. Even if it was, I would pay the money if I was going to the old stadium. But we pay over time because that's what we like it. We, we, we are a fan of it. So this whole kid and grandkids deal, if it's a good idea, go with it. I'm pretty sure people won't mind paying it. Even if it's like, ugh. You know what I mean? It, it's a lot, that's a lot of money, but you do it anyway because you want to do it. Second of all, if they had a jobs plan, this is this is this is this is before speaker. This is before getting the gavel, Boehner. If they had a plan to do six six point whatever million jobs, right? Now everything starts in the house. Starts the the the, the idea start in the house. Sent to the Senate needs has to be agreed on word for word. If not, they kick it back to the House, and so they can do the changes, and then they send it back to the Senate. They have to again anything they, that goes through them has to be word for word with the House. Then it's sent to the President, and the President signs. If John Boehner had ideas then, and he controls what's brought to the floor to be debated on right now in the House, why has the GOP not? brought any not one jobs bill to the floor this is what they came in on jobs 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 this is what they came in on vote for me this is why we have a republican majority house of representative and they had a big gain in the senate down their eye in the white house but ask yourself what in the world have they done they've done absolutely nothing that would help you know it's all been everything i've heard coming out of washington is about abortion and the funny thing about it is I did not see not one abortion ad during the campaign. Not one abortion thing. But that's been that when they came in, it's jobs, 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 abortion, abortion, abortion. Really? That that that's what you came here for? You know what I mean? And, and, and you don't, I don't even want that'll be probably another show because again, for the constitutionalists around it, the people who live and die by the Sarah Palin's of the world, the Michelle Bachman's of the world, who live and breathe the Constitution. Why is it legal in the state of Kansas to have an abortion but yet not one doctor? Mind you, doctors want to do it in Kansas. Why is there not one abortion clinic in Kansas? Be, did, did, again, I'll get into that later. But again, if John Boehner, you are the Speaker of the House. If you have a plan or if you know of someone or a way to do six point something million jobs, why haven't they done it? You know, I, 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 people, we've got to stop being sort of, sort of confused and 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 sort of. We got to get on the ball here because politicians are 
horrible. Our current group of politicians are horrible. We expect a kindergarten class to to act more mature than these guys. It, it, it's 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 ridiculous. In every single election cycle, we just suck it up. I, I mean, there's a guy who hosts a show on HBO, Bill Maher. Um, I often reference him on the show or use some of, I mean, I get some audio from him or something like that. He calls this the dumbest country in the world, and I, I, I agree with him because in, in times where, again, we're not worried about the debt ceiling. America, are you worried about, when was the, let me ask you this. To anybody right now listening to this show who is concerned about the debt ceiling, tell me right now, right now, don't look at anything, how much do we owe? I'll wait. I got time. I got time. I'll run the show long. I'll wait. How much do we owe? <laughs> now, while you're while you're while you're while you're pulling up your Google machine right about now, let me let me ask you this: Do you have a job or do you not have a job? You know the answer to that. If you have a job, do you want a better job? Do you want more money? I bet you you know the answer to that. If you don't have a job, would you like to have a job right now? Bet you know the answer to that. Come on, people. Let's put things in perspective. You know what I mean? Don't get don't get caught up in this Washington hype. We often do that. Watch it. We often I hear these 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 politicians referring to Washington as it as though it's the problem. That's Washington. That's Washington. If you take all the politicians out of Washington, you don't have anybody running up national debt. You don't have anybody campaigning on some, saying that they're going to do one thing and they don't do it. Washington doesn't make or break this the, the 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 country. It's the people who are in one. That's the same argument you know people use about guns. You know, guns don't kill people. People kill people. That's the same. Apply that to Washington. I mean, it's just it's just, it's all just gibberish, man. It's just like really. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. And every everybody there, everybody there falls victim to it. Everybody there. Why don't we? Why don't we even? Why don't we even hold these people accountable as far as the Republicans? When they swept in, when they swept in office, you know, Boehner being the leader of the the House right now, why don't we hold them accountable? We voted them in because they had a jobs plan. They they knew what to do. The Democrats weren't doing what they were supposed to do, and now the Republicans had the right ideas. So everybody voted for Republican, and they swept in, right? And we still have the same issues. Still have the same issue. Now, Republicans have you believe that it's because Barack Obama's in the White House. Really? He sort of enacted some of your ideas. And that's another thing. Why is it that every time a Republican has an idea, it's all fine and dandy until Barack Obama signs on to it? You know what I mean? It, it, it's like, it, it's like really, when they were back there talking about infrastructure, you know, we need to do a stimulus or something to, to help build roads and repair stuff. That I mean, that was the Republicans' idea. As soon as Barack Obama started talking that way, oh my God, we're so broke. You know what I mean? We, 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 we can't afford that. It's like, come on. We get so tired up in the back and forth, and, and we we never hold these people accountable. They get off scot freaking free, man. It is ridiculous. It is about time that we we stop letting the 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 news and the politicians control what actually happens. Like, look at look at Anthony Weiner. You know, it it it. He re, he resigned over the whole scandal on with Twitter and all that stuff. Now, here's my thought on that. And I'll show you how I apply it to, to how we are just getting sucked into this Washington deal. 
everyone started saying that, even Democrats started saying that he cannot be effective and needs to step down. He cannot overcome this. He cannot deal with this issue and, and continue to be effective. He needs to resign immediately, right? That was the argument. When this man came out and had a press conference, and mind it, between the time it all broke and going through, even him going around his whole, his, his, his tour of lying, um, and by the time it got to the to the uh, to the actual press conference to resign, I mean the news and the, and the politicians. I mean you've seen it recycled. And it was like Wiener Watch, you know. It was a joke of every town, every late night com- comedian touching on it. Blah blah blah. But what stood out to me in his apology was the fact that he said for the last three years, look it up. He said for the last three years, I've engaged in inappropriate um, stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, last three years, wow. And I thought, no one, not, not not Republican, not Democrat, in the last three years have asked this man to resign who had thought he had been ineffective. So, A, either the job that he had been doing had been ineffective and nobody said anything on it, or because now you have microphones in your face as a politician and people are asking you, what do you think about it? He all of a sudden needs to step down. Why didn't anybody say that over the last three years? The fact that you knew about he had been doing it and doing his job. He had been doing whatever he was doing and doing his job. That tells me that he can handle something in his private life. He has something in his private life that he shouldn't be doing. And somehow he's working with it. With, he's dealing with that, dealing with family. Of course, I'm sure he's not telling his wife and all that, right? But somehow he's doing this stuff and still being effective. Right. And now that he has something in his private life to deal with now that we that we all know about it. Now he can't be effective. The only difference was that we knew about it. And so now he can't be effective? Really? That's what we think? That's how we're letting this national, the, 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 the national media and stuff drive the narrative. It, it's, it's, that, we, we've got to stop that. At some point, we got to hold ourselves accountable as far as why are we not holding these politicians accountable? Because if anything, if you campaign on jobs and you come in here and you're still asking, where are the jobs? You, you, you can't blame it on Washington. You can't, but you are a part of government. You, this is not Ronald Reagan area who, you know, you know who is all anti-government. You know, the government just needs to get out the way. You, all the, anybody who references Reagan, mostly Republicans, ask yourself, if government is the enemy and it's, it's too big, why are you so chomping at the bit to get be a part of it? Why are you spending millions and millions of dollars to be a part of it if it's so in the way? You know what I mean? Come on, man. We're the dumb ones who buy this stuff. We're the dumb ones who, who buy Now, if I told you somewhere that somebody put out a book, it was the worst book ever, it, it got the worst reviews and, and stuff like that, it, 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 it just it was a big flop. Are you rushing out there to buy it? I doubt it. You know, but I guarantee you, you can take that same book and you can give it to Oprah. And let Oprah say, oh, it was the best book I ever read. I bet you it'll be on New York Times bestseller. You see what I'm saying? We got to be smart, people. We got to figure out what's opinion. We got to figure out what, what like don't don't look. Don't take what these politicians say. Take the record, you know, like right now, right now and again. You see McConnell, you see Cantor, you see you see John Boehner, everybody talking about how bad it is about raising the debt ceiling then you go back and look and say wow you just did it 19 times under the previous uh, president and never once did you mention we got to get our spending in order never and they talk about 
this whole idea that Barack Obama has ran up, and I just heard the guy ranks previous, the head of the RNC, uh, since they kicked Michael Steele out. I heard they keep repeating stuff like Barack Obama has ran up more debt than all the all the presidents combined. I'm thinking, really? The one glit now. Don't get me wrong. Barack Obama's ran up some debt. He has ran up some debt. He he said he that he would get this thing under control in his first term, and he has not done it. We need to call him on that. But the idea that he's run up more debt than ever. First of all, you ever heard that deal? If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Come on, I'm I'm a te- let me let me. One president has run up more debt in his short term in office than every president combined. How much sense does that make? That makes no sense. And first of all, it, it, first of all, it's not true. First of all, second of all, take into account what Barack Obama did, and Republicans do not tell you that. The reason why it looks like part, I mean, the part of the reason why it looks like Barack Obama has run up a lot of debt is because he did this Democrat did what the previous Republican in office did not do. He added the wars, the ongoing wars that we've been into for eight and ten years. He put those on the books. So, of course, if I'm a president and I got two long term wars going on that are costing billions and billions of dollars. If I have the budget sheet and I'm not including that, okay, I, it looks, my debt looks, uh, and now you take someone new comes in and say, well, we need to put that on the books. Of course, it's going to jump up. Any idiot who thinks it wouldn't, it's just an idiot. Okay? So all this idea that Barack Obama is just spending, 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 spending. Come on, man. They, t- they ask Republicans about it. Well, it's a, we have a spending issue. We don't have a revenue issue. Really? We don't have a revenue issue. Let me put it to you like this, Republicans. As an American, you you're so big on listening to American people. As an American, if I'm spending money, that means I'm trying to I'm trying to maintain this lifestyle that I'm trying to lead. You know, maybe I got in out over my head. Maybe I got a car I couldn't afford. Maybe I got a house I couldn't afford. But for whatever reason, I got the house because I wanted it. I got the car because I wanted it. You know, I've never I've never really talked to people who say, you know, what? I got this car and I ain't want it, man. It just, I, I went out looking and I just saw this one. There was another one that I probably should have got. But I got this one. I ain't want it, but I got it. You know, those people, those people are not in debt. But the, if you talk to me, I got a car I really can't afford. Nah, it's because I can't afford it. Now you're telling me that my 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 the solution is get rid of the car, get rid of the house. I got the stuff because I wanted it. I have a revenue problem. My problem is I can't maintain it. So you're telling me don't worry about the revenue part? How it's spending is directly tied into revenue. Do not let them tell you we have a spending problem. We don't have a revenue problem. They go hand in hand. The reason why I can't afford this car that, I'm, that I can't afford, the reason why I can't afford it is because I don't have enough money. I need more money. It goes hand in hand, people. Do, do they think we're stupid? Please don't tell me you buy that stuff. Please don't tell me about, well, we don't have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem. Hand in hand. Hand in hand, folks. Hand in hand. Now, it, I'm so happy we're back. I'm so happy we're back. Again, because we it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I got I to gotta start wrapping this up here. Um, I'm, up, I'm up against a break right now. When I come back to you, I'll talk to you about sort of the show and what's been going on and stuff like that. You're listening to The Get Right Show. 
All right, now, all right. As we come to the end of the show, uh, we ran a little long this time because it is the first show back. I was all over the place. Um, it, that's my fault. But basically, we took some time off. We got to get the show. We had to work out some technical deals. We're still trying to figure out how long we're going to do the show, uh, if it's going to be a weekly or daily deal, a weekly deal. I told the people, the powers that be, hey, it depends on the... the uh, the demand for it uh you can follow us on twitter uh at the get at, you can follow us at get right show uh that's r-i-t-e um or you can check us out on the website the get right show website uh we've been down for a long time um we sort of diverted our attention to other places i sort of got a little fed up with that i'm coming back uh trying to do my thing so um um, everybody here is just we're just happy to be back happy to get it going again uh, so show your support uh, I try to you can incorporate the show send us questions feedbacks I always try to answer um, try to get back to people who usually on the Twitter world but you can leave comments on the blog and all that stuff I mean we'll see it we'll try to get back to you we're just an opinion filled show and um, that's what we do we just try to get the world right man it's just a lot of things need to be right, made right in this world and that's what we do here so I appreciate you listening to the show Tune in next time. Uh, we'll announce on Twitter uh, usually when the show is coming. If it gets to that point, I'll try to do it every day. Um, I told him I couldn't commit, but it's up to you guys. Appreciate you. Again, get right show. Happy to be back, baby. <laughs>